What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 228 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Now, this isn't your average Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast episode. Why? Because it's actually the audio from a YouTube live stream that Tony Waller, my other co-host, and I did earlier today. Now, you might be wondering, well, what about Will? Well, long story short, the software I'm using, I can only add one person to do a live stream. So the good news is that Will Leach will be joining me on Thursday at 3.30. So this is a great time for you to pause this, head on over to YouTube, type in WSLS Podcast, and subscribe to our channel. Maybe hit the, the little notification bell, and you'll be able to see all of our videos that we put up, and of course, the live streams. It was really fun. We did trivia. We interacted with the people that were joining us on the live stream. It was great. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this audio file. We talk about Georgia football. We talk about the Masters in November, which still sounds strange. And then we do a little bit of uh, Bulldog Jeopardy. You have to see how Tony does on that. So uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and jump on into it. Hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, here we are to kick it off. All right, this is uh, our first live stream. We're going to play the music. Waiting on Tony. Tony had to go get a hat. But uh, this is the, let me turn this down. This is the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I tell you, it's one of those deals where you do this long enough and suddenly it's just like, hey, we're, we haven't talked in a while and we still have anything to talk about, but I miss talking to y'all. I know. Unfortunately, I can't get Will uh, on it because the, as amazing as this technology is, I can only add one other person at a time via Skype through this, uh, I guess, router system that I'm using through Ecamm. It's a software called Ecamm, and it takes the, the Skype feed and puts it in with this camera feed that I'm looking at. And yeah, I've only gotten so far, but I've figured this all out over the past couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, the, the cool part about all this stuff is that I get to see people's faces. As an extrovert, this has been really hard on me. Um, I've tweeted out a couple of memes and some other things. I'm telling y'all, watch out. You're all getting hugs when y'all see me next because, dog, I'm missing other people. I love my kids and I love my wife, but uh, just being out among people, it's been hard. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, it, we take a walk every evening about 5.30 p.m. around the, the neighborhood and saying hello to people that I've never spoken to, neighbors, and they're equally as friendly and as excited to see me across the street. Like we're, I'm walking on this sidewalk and they're walking on this one, but it's great because we'll stop and chat at a very safe distance away from each other and the kids, you know, it's just, it's really uh, heartwarming to be able to talk to people. It's amazing what you used to take for granted. Yeah, I, so we um, we are fortunate in that the one of the businesses that didn't get shut down by the stop work order is uh, outdoor construction activity. So yesterday and today, our pool got put up. Uh, and the key, the key, we're literally there is a three thousand gallon water truck putting the last the last of five loads of of water into the pool. You're getting a pool. Um, you're. We are getting a pool. Um, I lost that vote one to one. So <laughs> we, um, we, yeah, I, I promised Kristen a pool for some time, um, and finally, um, finally, we kind of set it in motion back around the middle of January, uh, and then uh, we had enough rain to make an old man build a boat uh, for for February. Yeah. So it got pushed back, pushed back, and uh, it is actually installed now, and. Um, 
pretty fired up about that. Well, that's awesome. I mean, at least it gives, I mean, we're all looking forward to something, I guess you could say, and that's definitely one of the things. And I think, what is it, 158 days till kickoff, tentatively speaking? Is that, is that what the, the number is? I think that's the word. I think that's the number we're working with right now. Um, I, I've tried really hard. I tell you, I'm glad this is April and not September or God, August. But I mean, we might be in the situation in August, but I mean, I would just be, I'd be apoplectic right now because I get to play a little bit of my typical off season. Eh, you know, I, 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 you know, I was bummed over the weekend, uh, missing the final four, of course, missing the NCAA basketball tournament. Um, I'm a little bummed. I was bummed last week over the, you know, missing opening day. Uh, but I probably won't get too fired up again until this coming weekend with the masters. Right. Uh, and then we'll, um, and I feel that same way about the Kentucky Derby. Although this weekend I was supposed to be at Keeneland watching the maker's mile on Friday uh, and that got canceled. Um, so, you know, the, the, the fun part is that, you know, I, and I don't mean this, it's gonna make me sound like a bad person. I don't mean it that way is I have, I'm kind of, I that I do like my kids and uh, I can, you know, I can spend a lot of time around my wife and that's not want to hurt each other. So, um, and, and the, all the other good news is we're getting a lot of stuff done. We got the screen porch finished. We got the garden put in. Um, but you know, Scott, you, you, I, I notice a lot of your social media stuff. You're, you know, y'all are busy. Y'all, y'all take an extra long drive to go pick up dinner. And I would encourage anybody, no matter where you live, do that, go out, even if you, even if it's just once a while and once a week, go support your local restaurants. We have kind of a cycle where we hit, um, we hit the pub on main and then we, you know, hit, you know, the pizza place in Watkinsville. We'll go to, uh, Takeri, Pandera, um, there at Butler's Crossing or, or, uh, Dominic's. And, you know, the idea is just, uh, these people are doing, they're actually pretty, being pretty inventive to stay in business. Uh, for example, Dobie's and I'm sorry, Pub on Main. I don't know how to confuse the two places other than I, I like me some pizza. Um, they've started a general store where they're essentially selling uh, you know, about 20 or 30 staples out of essentially what they can get from Cisco. Um, and I bought I bought five pounds of ground beef and some of that sliced roast beef they use for their uh, there's a roast beef special sandwich. Um, wow. And I got to pick it up this week. And I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting that um, um, you know, Sarah Wells, who's the general manager there, had that idea uh, because, you know, they're already doing a limited menu for their takeout, uh, the curbside menu. Uh, and I thought, well, I'm probably going to go there and pick up a pub burger or something over the weekend. I might as well get some ground beef and some roast beef out of it. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that they were basically selling out provisions of their store. I did see that um, Athens restaurants are now selling to-go beer and, and wine, I think they can do, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, Pueblo Maine does the same. They'll sell you a six pack of, um, like a mixed six pack of the Terrapin beers or whatever, whatever it is they have uh, right now. Uh, that, that's the one thing that's bummed me out because I, I went to, I pretty something about Toby's and went and got pizza the other day. And uh, they have that open window right there that is uh, where they're serving from. And it's, it's a bar, right? It's right beside the bar. It's like, guys, you're going to put a stool out here and open a thing over me and play some Jimmy Buffett. I, I'm going to want a cold drink. I'm like, well, we can't sell it to you. I was like, well, what happens if it just like gets left on the counter here and I happen to see it and sample it? Uh, they did not fall for that. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, we're um, we're we're going out every Friday evening. It's funny. Last week we got La Peria takeout, but we didn't get Watkinsville La Peria. We drove all the way to Homewood Hills just to be able to. I mean, we've been blessed with beautiful weather. We opened the sunroof. I rolled the back window down in the Forerunner, letting the air come through. And, you know, it's about a 20-minute drive over there, and it was great. And uh, another thing I've been doing is uh, this is day 23 uh, from my count, and I'm taking photos every day, kind of creating a, a personal log or, or, you know, visual journal, I guess you could say. So, and I'm posting some of those photos on uh, social media, but, it, but it's been – that's how I'm coping with it, uh, along with the, the, the continued – uh, less of watching. I'm watching less of the news basically uh, every day. I'm just kind of keeping busy and hanging out with the kids and the wife. So I'm uh, making the best, making the best of it. Uh, before you, you ch- chime in, Tony, I wanted to say hello to Sea Dog Knight, Jim Wood, Ian Boatman, and Terry Cruz, who have all joined and said hello. So thanks, guys, for uh, for joining us on this uh, Maiden YouTube Live with uh, Tony and me. And I'll go ahead and let y'all know. Will is going to be with me at 3.30 on Thursday, so we'll be promoting that as well. Tony, you got any Georgia Bulldog news to, to hit on? Um, well, you know, it, 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 I kind of preface this to say that, uh, you know, exactly what I said earlier is it, in that I try, to, I try to actively turn my brain off about it because I, get, I, I will get wrapped around the axle if I'm not careful. Um, you know, I, I think there is some... There's some interesting thought experiments going on among national media with um, with all the time on their hands about uh, quarterback play in the SEC East. Uh, you know, of course, I'm sure Scott, you saw the Jamie Newman. I did. Um, uh, and uh, I, I had TikTok. to take. Yeah, it was on TikTok. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I was. Um, God, I sounded 107 years old didn't I? Um, on the TikToks and. Um, you know, I, my, my first thought when he threw that ball was like, yeah, somebody out there like Dan Watkins be like, yeah, but you throw it over the middle. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's an ongoing, there's ongoing, you know, discussions about the quarterback playing the SEC East because you have, you know, Kyle Trask and you have, uh, frankly, this, this is, this stoppage is helping Jared Garantano hang on to his job at Tennessee, for example. Um, and, you know, does, you know, who's the starting quarterback at Florida? And it's like, you know, will the com- combination of uh, Jones and Trask be better than whatever? They're going to both win the Heisman. I don't know if you know that, Scott, but that's I've the thing. Heard that. yeah. And yeah, both of them are winning the Heisman. Um, so it's easy for people to work themselves into a, uh, into a lather and, in, and, in, and what is an extended silly season, honestly. Um, you know, I, I don't, I think the one other thing uh, that, um, the one other thing that we had uh, out there is, you know, I don't know if you pay attention to Scott Sinclair on some, uh, on Twitter, but he uh, he's putting out he's putting together daily workouts that um, that rival the crap that our that, that our CrossFit instructor has been giving us. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching and, him and uh, a couple other Bulldogs posting on Twitter. I follow a couple of them. It's it's good to see that people are you know you get a you get a shot into everybody's normal lives um you know scott sinclair is in his garage you know kind of going over yeah. what the workout is it's just it, you know and even even like the athletes uh on the tiktoks as tony says 
you know, I was seeing Trey Young. I mean, he's just at home and he's dancing, uh, doing a dancing TikTok like my wife and my kids are trying to create. You know, it's 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 surreal. Yeah, I just noticed on the uh, on the chat on the Facebook Live, uh, Mitchell Smeek uh, asked when I'm going to make a TikTok. So is uh, I, my kids are actually teaching me a, one of the TikTok dances um, oh, yeah. because I promised my students, I promised my students, my law students, that I would would put out a TikTok sometime during this. Um, I, I'm not sure when that's going to be. I'm not even sure if I'll create a TikTok uh, account just to do that, but. Um, but stay tuned. If 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 we if I end up doing it, I'll make sure Scott has the opportunity to post it and embarrass me with it. Not frankly, not embarrassing because I'm a hell of a dancer. As good as singers, I am a dancer. Uh, so you know, who knows? I could be a little less X next. Here's the thing, Tony. You don't like my wife is on TikTok. She just started it uh, in quarantine life, and she's done a couple of dances and everything. However, the one that got the most shares and has gotten over twenty seven thousand views was her just showing steps in about 15 or 20 seconds on how to uh, correct uh, messed up chocolate cake, you know, where you put the icing in the microwave and she was cutting it. And, and it was just a helpful thing. So what I'm saying with that is that you could get on it and help us all, all of us novice grillers out there on little tips on how to make the dry rub a little bit better or how long to smoke your meat. And that way you'd get a, a bit of a following through that. Um, yeah, I don't. I, if you kind of think about is it's not the lack of curve. What's the curve where they talk about um, the more you know about something, the less confident you are in something. Uh, yeah. um, I am. I am syndrome. very happy. Well, yeah, I, I hear that too. Um, so you know, one of the things that I, uh, I I'm always always worried about is because I you know I'm not at all ashamed of my cooking ability, particularly when it comes to smoked meat. But there are a lot of people who are better than me. And smoked meat is one of those divisive things where oh, people yeah. really get fired up about yes. it. Yes. Um, so that that's uh, I try to be careful about it. And I my um, posture on that, as long as you don't call uh, as long as you don't call, you know, I, I guess what you're doing in the backyard or the grill, what you're cooking on a barbecue, uh, I'm pretty low key about stuff. <laughs> How do you like this uh, comment right here? Tony and TikToks would be a great brand name from Sea Dog Night. <laughs> Tony and the TikToks. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and that that, and we'll have a T-shirt with the TikToks on it. So yeah. I mean, um, there's all kinds of opportunities. I mean, I'm just stuck here in my uh, bunker, you know, coming up with creative ideas for this show. So hopefully, uh, yeah, or on bourbon tasting as Terry Crews uh, pipes in there. I think that would be appropriate. Don't, Tony, you could just do a, a tasting of bourbon. What do you got right now? Maker's Mark. Um, well, it's what, uh, it's yeah. what the, the, well, I mean, I'm doing a podcast and I, I'm you know, stri- strictly, uh, strictly a Maker's Mark man in the, in the uh, course of the podcast. So, so I got, a, I got another question for you. Uh, what's up, Eric? Eric uh, Streetenberger says, what's up? So I'm saying hello to him. Um, so any uh, talk, I know you're, uh, your ear is closer to campus than I am. I read the article that Mike Griffiths put out about uh the fund that Georgia has, the reserve fund, and how the, the dogs are are fine. Basically, they got $100 million in that reserve fund. And in the article, it was interesting because McGarity was talking about, or I think he gave the the stats on, like, you know, very few colleges and universities are in as good of a situation as Georgia is. And actually, 
what he was saying is like Georgia could weather not getting any revenue from college football this year. And of course, we don't want to talk about that, but we're kind of being real here. Um, do you know anything about the reserve funds and how important that is to uh, Georgia athletics as it stands? Well, I think the one thing it does for Georgia athletics is it allows them to seriously consider the the welfare of the athletes and making decisions about when we come back and play. Um, although obviously Georgia is part of a bigger um, a bigger ecosystem uh, and, and is uh, only a small part of that, even though they are one of the big players, especially on the revenue side. Um, you know, in this, uh, and we'll we'll probably touch on this a little bit with the Masters talk. Um, you know, with with football TV revenue, that is that is the, the I mean that's the that's the milk cow for everybody, um, and that trickles down to P five uh, down to G five, trickles down to Division two for that matter. Uh, when you start talking about buyout games, um, and, and I think Scott, you had an interesting question asking about or, or musing maybe that it would uh, some of this may actually result in some reshuffling of what is going to happen. Uh, and hasten the changes that could come within the structure of major college football and maybe major college athletics. Um, but in the, the other thing it does though, it also allows, um, it allows Georgia to be, and I am, I'm probably being a little Pollyannish here, allows Georgia to be a little less mercenary in approaching their alumni. Um, whenever we start coming out of this, I mean, there are going to be some, there are going to be some places that regardless of when they start back, uh, because, you know, essentially with the um, with the adding of the fifth year of eligibility um, and allowing schools to put forward whatever aid they they essentially deem uh, to these athletes, um, you know, you're talking about you're talking about real money, and especially when you start spreading across a lot of different sports. Um, you know, there are going to be some places that will. Georgia, for example, <laughs> will be able to take advantage of that. Uh, and there'll be some places that just frankly will not be able to afford even to offer any aid. And uh, that, that's another place where Georgia will, will be able to be a beneficiary of um, certainly, certainly a frugal uh, fiscal approach at times, but certainly also um, Georgia making, um, Georgia making uh, hay out of the past couple of years of football success. Yeah, can you imagine um, even a smaller state school when we do come out of this, the letters that they're going to have to write and kind of give to their past donors and say, hey, look, if you want things to try to look like they used to look, at least on the athletic fields in football, we need two grand extra or whatever you can give. And it's going to be it's going to feel like an awkward exchange, I'm sure, because they don't have the reserves. So. I don't. I don't envy that at all. I, I think it's it's just it's terrible. It's just one of those things that you know the trickle down effect for this whole whole thing that we're we're all going through. Yeah, and you know, in the end, I think what you end up with is um, you have to start figuring that no matter what happens, some of that reserve fund is going to get spent uh, because you. I mean, we we have. Um, there are actual hits being taken right now, uh, not not just in donations, but also I wouldn't be surprised at all if season ticket sales are down. Um, yeah, it just it, it, with the uncertainty of a football season. I had to make I had to pay for my tickets yesterday. I had to stroke a check. Well, yep. I, I had to charge it, but you know I didn't yeah. want to spend that money right now. And they offered a payment plan, but I was kind of like, you know what. 
just go ahead and take, you know, but it was such a, such a tough buy right now. And I mean, I get it. And I know that if the season, uh, we're not even going to say that, but if something bad happens to the season, then I know that, you know, they'll refund the money, but it's still like bad timing on asking really anybody for an extra, however many dollars it costs to get the seats. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also a place where you'll see Georgia be able to, Georgia's fans will will be able to uh, hopefully um, see some, I don't know. Maybe I'll be a little too hopeful. Yeah. So we got, I don't want eye rolling at me. So yeah, I'll stop. Um, So Terry asked an interesting question. Would Jamie Newman get another year of eligibility if the season's not played? You know, because he's a he's a grad know. That's transfer. A, well, they would have to act specifically on fall sports. Um, so, whew, look, man, yeah, Eric Eric chimes in and says that's what the NCAA did with spring sports. You would assume they would follow, and I agree with what Eric says there. I, I think that that would that would probably happen. If that's the case. Yeah, probably. But what you would be up against is, I mean, Jamie Newman. And maybe his stock in the NFL wouldn't be any different if he didn't, if he, if he went ahead out, but, um, the, the hard, the heavy lift with football, of course, is, uh, football scholarships are full cost of tuition. Whereas, uh, except for uh, men's basketball men, and women's basketball, all the rest of the sports are not, um, or they're, you know, they get 11.5 baseball scholarships yeah. or whatever it is. Um, so you're, you're talking about 85 actual scholarships as opposed. And then when you add a class on top of that, and, um, you know, you're talking to what they can do, allow you to go to a hundred scholarship players or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's why I think if we have football season, even if we are playing, um, (laughs) I don't know, we're playing Alabama at the end of of January in Tuscaloosa, as opposed to the end of September, I think that's the thing. I think that's a possibility as a, I think that is more of a possibility than not having a season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So let's, uh, let's move on to, um, the masters in November. And of course it was, uh, it didn't take long for Georgia fans to figure out that that was the same day that, uh, well, the Saturday of the masters would be the same day that Georgia and Tennessee play here in, um, in Athens. So, uh, there was a lot of uh, ink spilled on Twitter or tweets fired out about the timing of that. And so you sent me, uh, and I'll pull it up right here. You sent me what Wes Blankenship had uh, tweeted out, and that's the potential schedule. Can you see that? And so um, I wanted you to kind I can't of see, see it. You can't see it on the on the screen? Well, no, I, but it'll, it'll pop up in a second. You know, the one thing that comes to mind is with SEC and the CBS, uh, the CBS is going to do something with that football game in the afternoon, whether they uh, request and get a night game or whether they turn around and um, get a, um, you know, a noon game out of CBS and allow them to have the Masters on in the afternoon. Um but that Georgia-Tennessee game, that's a really interesting matchup. I did see some chatter out there uh, between Herb Street and maybe, I don't know, somebody else saying, hey, what if we were to do uh, game day from Augusta oh. and, uh, <laughs> and then potentially have, you know, Georgia-Tennessee that night or something? Uh, that would be a really interesting thing. And they've done that before, right? They've done some one-off interesting stuff going on yeah, but where they're not actually about, at the football stadium. You're talking about – 
the masters and how buttoned up and I mean, I don't want to say anything wrong. Not that I have a uh, master's badge, but I don't want them to preclude me from getting one in the future. But the first thought, the first thought that popped in my mind was, are they going to allow Pat McAfee, you know, on the grounds of Augusta, like trying to jump in, you know, a lake or something? I mean, because he's the guy that's always jumping off like riverboats I saw in one game day. They're going to have to, they would have to really peel that down. Maybe have Scott Van Pelt host game day or something there, but... It would be something to see. No. Oh, no. If they were to be, if they, first off, I mean, I guess there's a world where Augusta National, if they pay them enough money to let them on the grounds, but probably what you're more likely to see is a, uh, them and the Hooters parking lot across Washington road, <laughs> yeah. uh, in front of Magnolia lane. I, I assume there's haters there. I've heard. Um, but, uh, the, uh, you know, probably that's what you'll see more likely than, or, you know, one of the, well, the big parking lots, you know, way off on the on the east side, uh, the the west side of the grounds, kind of the, the patron entrance there sure. uh, off of I can't remember that little side road. Um, but, yeah, I think that wouldn't um, they uh, it's a, sorry. I was just looking at the comments pop, pop up. Mitchell yeah. just said the same thing I did. Yeah. So what do you think about Jim Woods' uh, question? He said, what's what's more weird, the Masters in November or playing Tennessee in November? Oh, the Masters in November. Um, I agree. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't – I mean, we play Tennessee every year, so if we play them in November, we play them in November. Um, that's fine with me. I don't – I'm not one of these people who believe that we have to play Tennessee at a certain date. Um, no, I I'm, agree. It will get used to playing, a, um, you know, Auburn uh, at a certain uh, a time other than the end of November. But, you know, whatever. It's uh, We play them, and that's what that's what matters to me. Um, I, I, although the fact that we're playing South Carolina later makes me happy just because it, it pisses them off. Yeah. You know, you used to get that, uh, the, the second game of the season with, with South Carolina and Spurrier would schedule a, a cupcake on a Thursday and they'd get a couple extra days to prepare for Georgia. Yeah. Cupcake like NC state. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So a couple other comments, Ian says, I don't believe that they would allow the environments in that environment inside the grounds. I agree with that on the river walk in downtown would be interesting. That's probably, that's probably the case yeah. on that. Um, so I also have a couple of, uh, some of the, the people actually online right now watching this, uh, live stream, they sent some Twitter questions. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask these towards you. And while you answer this first one, I'm going to brighten my camera up a little bit because it's bothering me. So I'm going to, I'm going to tee this up for you. There you go. Can you read that? I can't see the I can't see the questions at all. Okay. Uh, that's what I was telling you earlier that when you share when you screen share for some reason it does not show up well, then on my I will, screen. I will read this for you. He's, this is from uh, at Jville Dog uh, Thorpe Langton. He says, "Hey fellas, first time, long time. Georgia famously paused G Day so folks could watch Bubba putt for an eagle. If a similar situation presents with Bubba or any other UGA guys during an SEC game." Does Georgia take a momentary pause? Do they do it if Reed is working on a quintuple a quintuple bogey? <laughs> oh, I think it's more likely they do it if Reed is about the eight putt. Um, if he keeps hitting the windmill at uh, a main corner, yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely pause it. Um, no, I don't think TV is going to let anybody pause anything because uh, you know there's a little difference between G Day, where it's uh, actually a scrimmage, or I mean, I'm sorry, is one of the practices. Uh, than it is for um, 
than it is for, um, uh, you know, a game. Yeah. There might be live cut-ins if you're watching the, sh- the game on TV. Could be. All right, this comes from at JimDog08. He says, uh, Jimmy Duncan is his name. He says, if the Masters in Georgia football actually happened this year, would Georgia move the Tennessee game to Knoxville this year and then play here in 2021, opens up hotels and splits up the UT Vandy games, both home and both away. Thanks and go dogs. Oh my God. The ink that would be spilled over that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Plus we did that with Auburn and had to trade games and we never, we never got that back. And that, that could be a bad thing. No, we got plenty. We got all the magic beans. It's fine. We got all the magic beans. Well, we are 12 and three against them in the past 15 years. Same record <laughs> that we have versus Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech. Tell that to any Auburn fan and then see what they say. All right, this comes from Mark. Go ahead, Tony. No, I was about to say, the Auburn fans don't like that. No. <laughs> All right. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If they had not, if, it, if we were on the age of social media, they 100% would have made rings that said beat Bama and Georgia in the same season uh, in 17. Yeah. Or beat, beat the champion and the runner-up. Something. Right. All right. This comes from uh, at Mark underscore J underscore Mathis. Over under three years before the ripple effects of current events and all the other fault lines that were there before them make the NCAA irrelevant. And we get a true power five plus Notre Dame mega football league with an expanded playoff player compensation, etc. He says, I'm going under. Ooh, that's a... Not an unfair bet. Um, hold on. I finally have called up and can see this, uh, the questions. So what this will line up with will be the next uh, round of um, the next round of, of, of conference. I'm sorry, television and conference um, contracts. Uh, it's hard to see them. Um, it, I don't know. I'd take the over, but not much. Yeah, I think it could be well on its way. All right, this is from Eric, and he's, uh, I think he's with us right now. Uh, he, Eric says, Eric underscore street, would you rather have a shortened season with a modified schedule or play in the winter slash sp- spring? Oof. Dog, going to Lexington on February the 2nd does not appeal to me. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I hadn't even given that a thought. Um, I, I would, I mean, part of me would say, uh, part of me would say, I think I'd rather play a shortened schedule. Um, although I am very well aware of the pain that our friends in Athens that are suffering by having, uh, by not having anything going on right now and the possibility of losing, uh, home football games, particularly home football games that people are going to be hundred percent happy about. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from Sea Dog Knight. What college game do you think will draw the second biggest crowd at the Bins? West Virginia, Florida State, Auburn, North Carolina, or Notre Dame, Georgia Tech? Interesting fact: Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, I think, also play on that Masters weekend. Um, probably Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, uh, because uh, Notre, Notre Dame's Dame. never been in. Notre Dame, Notre Dame's like they're going to show us. Um, they're, <laughs> they're not going to play in that stadium anytime soon. Not to mention if, if you're in Chicago and South Bend, yeah, you're going to go to Atlanta in November. All right. Here comes uh, one from Ert Russell. 
What do you think about Kemp opening the Georgia beaches one day after closing them? It is not a, it's not a great time. It is um, trying to think of how the best way to say this. I, I get, I get what you're doing, right? Um, but it, it does send a mixed message when you say, "Hey, everybody, stay at home." But here's all this stuff out in public that's open. Um, on one hand, I see that. On the other hand, you know, you are encouraging people to do out, get out, and do wellness things. The hard part is, and where you're really going to end up with the issue is when you get a big mass of people that the state patrol can't disperse. And then what do you do? Then it's just you're just violating the thing. Um, you know, I've seen people talk about the, the parking at this place or that place, and um, I, I just think I think it is inartful to say we want people to take this seriously, and then you you turn around and open it up. State parks and beaches. Yeah, I, I could I could agree with that. Now, if if you were down there, like if I'm sitting there thinking, if I was down there, I'd probably just keep my happy behind at home. But that's just me. All right. Last. Well, the bigger issue is people people traveling to say, hey, we should go to the beach today, and driving from Macon to Tybee just to, because it's something to do. Yeah. I mean, you're driving to Homewood to get La Peria, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Last question. Uh, not, not that you shouldn't, but <laughs> last question from Ian, uh, your favorite drive by trucker song. I, I mean, how many are you going to list off? I could have all day on this. Um, you know, um, for the longest time, I probably would have said, um, I don't know, man. Well, for I'll, I'll, time I would have said, I'll give you mine. Okay. I, I like, I like the song surrender under protest. I just, I like the yeah, I was, guitar riff on it. Uh, the, the lyrics, it's just, it's a driving song. And then I don't mean driving. I mean like it's just driving the whole time. And, uh, I heard that live at the Fox theater and that was, that was pretty good. So I, I, I was going to say, you know, for the longest time, something a little funner, more like three dimes down or, um, I, I don't, I mean, where the devil don't stay is it's just a fantastic song. Uh, but I will tell you now that it is hard to, it's hard. It is hard to beat surrender and protest. Um, I kind of have a habit when I fly of playing, you know, usually a song when I take off and land, it's just really focused my mind. So I don't freak out over the control, the controlled crash nature of landing or, uh, you know, all the stuff can go on while physics take take effect over, a, you know, a, a 500,000 pound metal tube. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that recently surrender to protest the past couple of years has overtaken uh, three dimes down or, um, um, oh man, goodbye is such a powerful song too. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm one of the few, uh, DBT fans that think, uh, uh, Brian Creation's Dark and uh, that kind of that era is um, sh- stronger than the the you know the English Oceans and Forward stuff. Uh, it's not that the stuff now is bad. It's just I that music it, it really is born out of a hard hard time for that band. And the truckers are they're really good at writing music when they're when they're pissed off, which is frankly why uh, you know American Band was such a good album is because yeah. they were pissed off. Yeah. Um, and, and you can see that in the writing from that stuff from the, the mid aughts. 
All right. Uh, so anybody listening right now, we're about to jump into Georgia Bulldogs trivia. This is an, inaug- an, an inaugural uh, event. I guess it, it works well with YouTube Live. And uh, so, Tony, I've created five uh, trivia Jeopardy questions. And um, so anybody listening, uh, go ahead and tweet out, tweet out to your, your friends or followers or text them saying jump on uh, – uh, the Waiting Since Last Saturday YouTube Live right now because we are about to jump into some Jeopardy and Tony is going to have to answer it. And these are all Georgia football related. And Tony, you should know these. And please uh, frame your response and the answer of a question. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's how you do it. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, this, should be, this should be really good. Yeah, people yell at their computers. Oh, I know. I know. This will be great. So uh, here's the, I guess, the $200 question. You ready? All right. Can you see this? Yeah. All right. I'll read it. This Georgia Bulldog threw the key block to spring Sony Michelle for the game-winning touchdown in the second overtime of the 2018 Rose Bowl. Um, <laughs> the fact that I'm sitting here is like he's going to ask me a Rose Bowl question. Um, I got to be honest. I have no idea who who it, I know. It's a, I know it's a wide receiver, but cannot tell you who it is. Anybody in the comments section know the answer to this? Let it go for a little bit. We got a couple of viewers. We'll get a shout out to them if they know it. Uh, I guess not. So uh, you are incorrect, Tony. The correct answer is who is Jake from? I'm gonna have to go back and watch that play. Well, you can listen. I was to busy. It. I was busy yelling, "Oh my God!" So. Yeah. Um, so Scott Howard even calls th- his name in the touchdown run, which is pretty awesome. And you can go listen to that on the podcast, I think. So yeah. All right. So zero for one. Jim. It looks it. like uh, it looks like Jim, Jim and uh, Eric Schreiberger got it. It's like Tom Martin had the same problem I, I had, which is ooh, yeah. ooh, well, ooh. Mitchell Mitchell actually gets it because Mitchell says who is Jake from, and he formed it. He answered in the form of a question, so Mitchell gets it correctly. All right, so question number two, the four hundred dollar question, Tony. Here you go. The final score in one of the greatest college football games of all time, the Georgia Bulldogs defeated the Oklahoma Sooners in the second overtime. Of the 2018 Rose Bowl. What was the final score? Hold on. Make sure I get this right. I got to make sure I get it right. Um, As I know, I know it, but I don't want to screw it up. I got it. It was, it was a 52 48. Oh, you got to say it in the, in, in the form of a question. What is 52 to 48? Wrong. What is 54 to 48? 54. Oh, God, I did the math wrong. Eric, Um, again. Yeah. All right. Uh, So you're 0 for 2. So now to the $600. I mean, Terry thought that, so. I know, I know. But here's the $600 question. Terry got it. Yep. All right. In 2001, Veron Haynes caught this long of a touchdown pass from David Green, and the Dogs beat the Volunteers in an exhilarating fashion in Knoxville. How long was the pass? <laughs> what is a yard? <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but I'm going to go with what is three yards. Close. 
The answer, anybody know that? Waiting, waiting for Jim or Eric to chime in. You're close, Tony. The correct answer is what is six yards? He threw a six-yard pass. Jim says math is hard. It's okay. All right, Tony. Math is hard. You're 0 for 3. You've got two more to redeem yourself. All right, here's the $800 Jeopardy question. David Green was 4 of 5 passing on the game-winning drive in Knoxville. And this is the 2001 game. Vron Haynes caught the winning touchdown pass. The two of us combined for the other three receptions. So basically, this is two former Georgia Bulldogs players asking this question for you. Who are the other two players that caught the other passes on that game-winning drive in 2001 up in Knoxville? Jim even says... Who are Fred Fred Gibson and... I don't know. The answer... You are incorrect. Uh, The answer (laughs) is... Damian Gary and think of that big tight end back then, Randy McMichael. Oh wow, Damian Gary was still playing in a one. Remember, I think he was a freshman when I was in college. Damian Gary had a big punt return in that game. Wow. Yeah, I think he might. There's been a lot of football in Bourbon since then. Yeah, he might have scored. Yeah, Jim Wood got it correct. Eric got it correct. So, yeah, look at that. Eric got it correct. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle would have half of it, so, yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Um, all right, this is the final Jeopardy question. You are 0 for 4. <laughs> and here it is. David Green. Oh. I don't, I don't know Jim Donnan's middle name, so. Hold on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I duplicated it. I duplicated it. There is not a fifth question. Hold on. Yes. My pride is saved. I made a mistake. What was the other question I was going to have on that? Um, You know what? I'll ask one that I was going to save. All right, Tony. You're going to have to listen to this one. This is 2002. Yes, Jim confirms Damian Gary had a putt return for a touchdown in that game. He flipped in the end zone and got a flag. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, the wife just walked by. Um, Apparently it's raining now. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Last question. I hope, not, the I hope not in the house. This is the $1,000 question. In, in the 2002 SEC championship game, Georgia won 30-3 to over what team? Who are the Arkansas Razorbacks? That's correct. That's a good way to end. I have, and, and on our next episode with you and me, I have a follow-up question to the 2002 SEC championship game, so make sure you study up on that because I don't want you to miss it. It's a tough one, but I think you'll get it. Okay. I sat in row 174 at the Georgia Dome. I did too. I did too. Um, So what is this guy? Oh, Eric. He says, I had a class with Damian Gary that semester. Guy never came to class. Well, I mean. You flip into the end zone. You don't got to be a class. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, this concludes our – YouTube Live, that's all I had on the list. Uh, Ian got it correct. He said, who is Arkansas? Um, I guess the, the comments are a little bit delayed. So, uh, yeah, all of them are nailing it. But, um, yeah, this has been fun. Um, I'm going to give us a round of applause just because I can. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. But you well, want I appreciate everybody. Something? Get... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, I appreciate everybody taking the time. I think, I, I suspect uh, that everybody's dealing with some of the same things that, that Scott and I are dealing with. Uh, and it, it really is a matter of, um, of trying to make sure that we, we just kind of keep our heads in the right place. And I got to be honest, Scott, I, uh, I'm enjoying this use of new technology, but um, I'm ready for the three of us to get back in uh, and talk. I will, I will tease a, uh, what we call it signature series and spotlight series. I do this every time. Spotlight. You always mess up, but that's fine. I have a spotlight series coming up that I think a lot of people are going to be really excited about. I don't, I don't want to tease it yet, but uh, I've been talking to somebody that has uh, enormously interesting insight into um, firing up the crowd at, at Georgia football games and on the road. And I think it'll be, it'll be a fun interview. Okay. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Hopefully, hopefully I'll get that lined up for later in the week or next week. Uh, and I want, I want all three of us to get on something. Even if it's just old fashioned, jump on the phone and chat. Amen. Amen to that. And, um, and yeah, everybody listening or watch or watching the replay of this, um, we plan on doing a lot more of this stuff. So share our, um, YouTube channel with all of your other Georgia friends that might not know about it and share this actual episode. It'll be up there on YouTube where you can say, Hey, watch this fast forward to the, the 30 minute mark or whatever. Um, maybe you can watch jeopardy again or share this with anybody like that. But we, we appreciate that. Just, uh, getting the word out. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Tony, you want to sign us off with the, with the go dogs? Oh yeah, guys. Hey, remember this will pass one day and we'll all get together. There'll be hugs and bourbon. Go dogs. Go dogs. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks, Tony. Thanks Scott. And thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, WSLS podcast on YouTube. And if you want to get interactive with us, On social media, you can find us at WSLS Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. Send us some messages. We're home just like y'all are, so uh, we love to be interactive on that. And uh, yeah, remember, put in your calendar, 3.30 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, Will Leach and I will be doing a YouTube Live, so come join us and ask some questions. We'll we'll interact with you there. So that was a lot of fun today. But uh, yeah, until next time. We'll see you on campus sometime soon. Be good to your fellow woman, man, and child out there. And as always, go dogs.